What's up? Glory to God. Holy Spirit. I'd love to talk about some happy, clappy, seeker-sensitive PC garbage, but it's just not reality. People are dealing with Egyptian hell. Egypt, in the book of Revelation, is called spiritual religion. It is a real place of the unrenewed mind that is enslaved to the flesh, to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. It is so real that I deal with it every day and it's a living nightmare. It kills, steals, and destroys from God's covenant people. And all the promises of Jesus Christ are yes and amen for those who are in the Spirit. Amen? That's what the Bible says. That's the New Testament verse. In the Spirit. Those who obey the Spirit fulfill the law. So if you disobey the Spirit, you're under the curse of the law still. So Satan's strategy is to get everyone to harden their hearts towards the spiritual word, the living word, the healing word, the word of God, the bread of heaven, the hot bread, not the old crap from 400 years old theology that everyone eats from, from these cemeteries they call seminaries. That ain't it. That just kills people. That is some rotten maggot bread of the orcs. <laughs> you need the hot, fresh bread from heaven. You need the living bread, daily bread. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Father, give us our daily bread. <laughs> On earth as it is in heaven requires the daily bread, the hot bread, the fresh bread, the hidden manna. Can you imagine a Christian that doesn't live on the daily hot bread? I personally can't. I have been so dependent for 18 years on hot bread, fresh bread, daily bread, daily feast. I mean, seriously, if you don't feast daily, all you have is death in this world. And I've already maxed out that system to the point of literally death, many times dying, many, many times dying. I mean, I died so many times I've lost track. Physically, died, drug overdoses. So many times I should have just died. <laughs> and God bring me back. Someone come bring me back. Find, finding me in ditches, like waking up in places that I don't know exist, like gone for three days at a time. I mean, I came out of total hell, of the most extreme drug abuse that exists in this world. Most of my friends that were with me are dead right now. Dead. Morte. They didn't make it. I made it because I got a destiny scroll that can't be destroyed. To be a priest in the Order of Melchizedek. It's the only reason I'm here. More than all my friends that died from drug overdoses and from gangbanging and from murder and are incarcerated right now. The only reason I'm here is because of the calling and destiny that was predestined and foreordained on my life. There is no logical explanation. There's nothing even reasonable about it. This is totally miraculous stuff. All glory to Jesus Christ, our Creator and our Savior. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. You'll never figure it out. It's just the goodness of God. Why did this person not make it and you made it? I mean, people are programmed different with a different destiny. That's the only explanation I have now in 2017. I'm sure in 100 years we'll be able to explain it better, but right now... My people are perishing for lack of knowledge, for lack of fresh bread. Babylon the Great is absolutely a nightmare for the Christians. I mean, the people are suffering so bad in poverty. The Christians are so oppressed in religion. I mean, the, the sorcery inside Christianity is equal to the sorcery in the pagan world, in the unbelievers world, in the business world. I mean, it's just like 
What a mess. What a mess. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? I mean, it's chaos everywhere. People are telling me in California it's like meltdown. People losing their minds everywhere. And they're like, well, they've always lost their minds. They're Californians. They're the weirdest people. Listen, it's worse now than ever before. It is. These millennials that are so brainwashed into progressivism and all this politics and this Antifa and this, uh, just the craziness of the lives of the devil. It's like there's a desperation in the devil right now because his time is short and he's been thrown down. Like it says in Revelation that it is worse now than ever before. I tell you the truth, this is the great tribulation. And if it's not, when will it ever be worse than this? Guillotines and microchips? You know, and buy, better buy some Foxconn stock. I mean, get a life. Seriously, we got a born-again Christian for a president. Seriously. Donald Trump's a born-again Christian. <laughs> I know he was a playboy in his past, but he gave his heart to Jesus, you guys. That's why he's talked more about Jesus, God, and faith in his first six months than any president in history. We don't have a Freemason president. We got a born-again Christian president. This is the time of the great awakening of God for the USA, and Satan and his angels are horrified. The kind of attacks we've had this week, I mean, it doesn't touch me. I fly so high in the Spirit of God that I have to look. I can't even remember, you guys. I'm a freak. I am. I live, I have died so many times and had so much hell on earth that I just cling to my Father. People can't even relate to what I walk in. I fly like the great white eagle. It doesn't even make sense, and I don't expect people to understand. We're so misunderstood. I don't care. I just have to be with the Father because otherwise I feel like I'm dead. I don't care if I'm misunderstood by every human being in the world. I have to be in the Holy of Holies. I have to, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I don't even care about, it's not about being holier than thou. It's about being safe for me because I've been so beat up by demons my whole life, I have to feel safe. And there's no safe spot except being sealed, spirit, soul, mind, and flesh inside the Father's heart. I live there. I walk on the fiery coals. I live and move and have my being inside my God and my Father's heart. Other people that are outside the Father, like, don't even have a grid for that kind of safety, that kind of fathering where you just walk with the Father in the coolness of the day because you're sealed inside the Father's heart. People are out there orphaned. And I mean, they tell me all this stuff, and I'm, I'm shocked and horrified, honestly, because I forget. Because that's like I spend an eternity every day inside the Father's heart. It's available to everyone who can receive it by faith. I'm not a special person. I'm just a desperate person. Desperate. I don't want to die. I want to continue living. I want to have an abundant life. I want the life of Jesus Christ because I know the scriptures. I read all the scriptures. I'm in the scriptures every day. I know what's available. I understand the new covenant. I've entered the kingdom like a child. I'm staying in my childlike faith forever, and I'm never leaving it. This world offers us nothing. The only thing this world has that's any good is the Holy Spirit maker of the world. The rest of it is just fallen chaos, confusion, idolatry, death, and hell. I mean, the nightmares that we have to deal with in people's lives every day in ministry is beyond human imagination. I mean, I tell you, even today, it's just like, unless I had the cup of the new covenant, I'm not going to go back to alcohol. I'm not going to go back to drugs. I'm not a coward. I'm not backing down to the intimidation of the demons. I'm just going to drink more of the blood of Jesus. I'm going to get even more scary powerful in the Holy Ghost, in the river of life. 
in friendship with my Heavenly Father, the God of glory thunders. I saw visions during our drunken glory smoking and token time tonight. Before we recorded this, you know, we spent a half hour, you know, just listening to Blistronica 1, 2, and 3, at least this season, just getting wasted because we are more desperate for the cup of salvation than ever before because that's the only thing that saves us. We have tried to save ourselves. We have tried to save others. The stuff we're dealing with is so horrible in the world. I mean, just the death and the drug abuse and most deceptively, the horrors of Egyptian sorcery religion and these serpents in the garden, like Eve, can't get it. Like Eve is so deceived by the serpent in the garden that the tree of the knowledge of good is the gospel. Is the gospel. Is the gospel. And she's just hanging on a noose every day like Judas Iscariot and is hopeless unless they're drowned in the Red Sea. And it's just a nightmare, guys. It's not a nightmare in the tree of life. You must understand by grace, great grace be flooded in your spirit, great grace be flooded in your mind. You must understand by the seven spirits of God, the spirit of understanding, the glory of God bring understanding to your hearts and minds that the tree of life is real. All we've ever known in the curse is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's hell. That's Satan's kingdom. That's why we're so beat up. That's why we're so downtrodden. That's why we're so sick and so poor. I mean, people are, the Christians in America are the poorest people in America. The, they're so poor. I just, I mean, all the time people telling me like how poor they are. And I'm like, I didn't even know people were that poor in America until I got around Christians. And it's just the curse of poverty is the realest curse with Christians because they're just believes all these religious lives of serpents in the garden like it's holy to be poor or something. And you can't ever do anything because you're poor and you're just miserable all the time. And it's just anything to just come out of this poverty and then money is this God to poor people. You think, you know, the blessed God of the poor for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Not in the USA because all this carry on the stick prosperities out there from these ministers of greed, <laughs> all these televangelists telling lies, and they never get their blessing, and they're just always disappointed. They're always disheartened. Where, when's my breakthrough? I've watched everyone around me get a breakthrough except me. I mean, I would say that I've seen that tens of thousands of times, where it's just total hopelessness. The demons have them in a place of it's utterly hopeless. Because the human nature, friends, is a place of hopelessness. There is no hope for your human nature. There is no hope for your brain. Your brain will never figure it out. Your brain isn't the blessing of the new covenant. Your spirit is. That's why the Bible says in the New Testament, you need the mind of Christ. In Corinthians, American Corinthians, you have the mind of Christ. It's the spiritual mind. It's the river of life intelligence. Unless you become dependent upon the river of His blood life, it's the blood sacrifice life of the Holy Spirit's blood because He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. When He sent the Holy Spirit, He was sending the wine of the celebration of having overcome death and hell once and for all. He sent it 2,000 years ago. Amos and Joel say the mountains drip with wine and all the hills are dripping with wine. That was fulfilled in His first coming at Pentecost. 
So what's our problem in his second coming? We're in Babylon the Great. <laughs> in the second coming, he's going to drown these mountains. But the devil is desperate to deceive you. The love of many is waxing cold because they're so beat up. They're ready to give up. Constant problems, turmoil. Some people have a little breakthrough. But honestly, most right now, I can see, don't. And they're really struggling with believing the promises, having faith for the promises. Can you really have heaven on earth? We've been in Egypt so long that it's like we don't even believe God has something better for us. The slaves, the Israelites, had slavery so ingrained into their DNA after 400 years of building bricks for the Egyptian pharaohs that it's like they forgot who they were. Oh my God. Do the Christians not know who they are because we've been slaves to the demons of religion for generation after generation after generation? I mean, I'm sure it goes back more than 400 years to the Egyptian demons of Pharaoh Satan. It's probably 2,000 years. I mean, we could probably trace our bloodlines and just understand how deep this slavery goes to just losing. The Irish just losing, just losing, 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 losing. We don't even have a homeland and we're, everyone's an alcoholic. Nothing ever works out. You're just going to die. You might as well drink whiskey. I mean, it's just the hopelessness is everywhere. They're blowing their heads off to this day, you know. Like the band leader, the singer from whatever, the song that Penny and her brother sang to me on the piano the first time I went over to their house. That guy blew his head off last week. Remember that? She don't. She's not into current events. But, yeah, it's just utterly hopeless. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you people know what I'm talking about. These people are blowing their heads off overdosing on heroin or killing themselves with guns because there really is a lot of Egyptian sorcery to deal with and we're dealing with it. The priesthood of Melchizedek is in the trenches with you. I mean I'm not just up here in the high place laughing at you. I come down flying low as the great white eagle Jesus Christ and I are one because I sit on the throne. I bear all the marks of a Revelation 2 and 3 overcomer. Just a normal overcomer. Like, every one of you will become a, norm, a normal overcomer. Every single one of you will sit on the throne of Jesus Christ. You are the friends of the bridegroom. You are. That's who you are. If you are listening to this right now, you are the friends of the bridegroom. Your destinies are gigantic. Your destinies are to become lords of the harvest in this great harvest of one billion souls of the end times that hasn't happened yet. You happen first, then they come in later. Most of you have gone through so much hell that it's unexplainable. People don't even understand it. And we understand it. The friends of the bridegroom understand. Everything we've gone through is so that we can help all the nations, tribes, and tongues rally around the throne of the Messiah, our King Jesus Christ, in the glory cloud, in the cloud of glory, in the living glory, in the light, where there is no curse, no darkness, no sadness, no sorrow. It all flees away in this great awakening because it's time to drown the world in new wine. The floods of new wine are upon the USA right now. It's not coming. It's been coming. We've been slaving like a bondservant in chains to Christ for so many years, decades, 
of supernatural experiences. I mean, and before me, I have older brothers and older sisters, no doubt about it, that helped me so tremendously that they'll be rewarded. I mean, the Toronto people and the Glory Stream people, there are so many men and women that stepped up and helped the young Joel's army, like Bob Jones, rest in peace, that poured out everything they had from God to help us get strong for such a time as this. Everything. And they'll be greatly rewarded for it forever. Even though most of them don't understand the youth army yet, they will. They will. We've had to go through tremendous hell. Tremendous hell. And that's why it's just like, where is the love? I mean, it's like every little thing that could go wrong has already gone wrong. They've turned everyone against everyone. I mean, look at it. Even in the Drunken Glory movement in 2008, after the Florida outpouring died, we spun out in the Drunk Glory movement. Every single person, there was like 12 of us, and we don't need to name names, but everyone turned against each other, and none of them are getting along anymore. None of them! It's just like the lies and the devils just turned everyone against everyone, and it was a freaking nightmare, because the devil is a liar, and if, and if he can get you to stab your brother in the back and get you to believe lies about your brothers, a kingdom divided cannot stand, and the movement dies, and the revival dies. But this revival will not die. I tell you why. This is not the drunken glory movement. That's done. Okay, this is the great harvest of the end times led by the sons of God. And some of the sons of God are daughters of Zion. Sonship is a huous maturity of full spiritual stature that you're no longer just a little sprite spirit. That means your carnal mind is removed and now you live in the mind of Christ. The Bible calls it the morning star in the book of Peter until the morning star rises in your heart. Until the divine intelligence of God your maker shines through your foreheads and you're sealed Jesus Christ as it's written in the book of, of Revelation. Sealed Jesus Christ on your foreheads which means mind of Christ. You have the soul of Jesus Christ, seven spirits of God, blazing through the seven interior mansions of your soul castle. Ask Teresa of Avila, the interior castle, about it. It is written. The soul is a castle set as a diamond for the perfect conduction of the river of God's glory, His brilliant light. That's uncreated light. It's not starlight. It's not sunlight. <laughs> totally different spectrum of light. It's not created light. It's the creator light. It's uncreated light. It's the glory. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the king of glory. The leader of this whole awakening, the Lord of the harvest, is the king of glory. Is the harvest white? For the harvest? You know, the, are the heads of wheat white in America? Oh yeah. I mean, especially in Minnesota. Minnesota's been pioneering it. I mean, really. You study church history just in America the last hundred years. Minnesota's been on the front lines every step of the way. With Catherine Kuhlman in Minneapolis and Billy Graham in Minneapolis and the charismatic movement, the Jesus People movement in Minneapolis. I know it's big in California and there's some other hot spots too, but this really is a pioneering place and always has been cutting-edge stuff. And we're going to so pioneer the glory of God on earth as it is in heaven that it's just going to like overflow into all America. Not just in Minneapolis. It's going to spring up 
every place the sons of God and the daughters of Zion are manifesting full spiritual stature in the Great Grace River. I know it. The hardest times always happen right before the greatest breakthrough. This, today the warfare I incurred, I'm shocked because it never happens to me. Like, I fly so high in the heavens, like, I had $100 stolen from me. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. My first birthday present, gone. I've had two bicycles stolen out of my garage this last week. You know, and then they're telling me the Bose headphones are missing too, and those are lost, and someone stole them. And all the stealing, 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 and attacks. And it's like, this doesn't happen to me. Like, what's going on here? Like, I'm shocked. I, I fly so high in the glory, like, I don't even get touched. But, like, some material objects get touched, but my spirit and soul are still in the high heavenlies. So I'm, I'm like, in awe of the warfare and the tribulation, because this stuff doesn't happen to me. It happens when you're under the curse of the fall, but when you're an overcomer above the curse of the fall, above the snake line, Satan can't touch you anymore. The serpent, the great red dragon, and all of his demons are so far under my feet, it's quite hilarious. I mean, it truly is. I laugh my butt off from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to sleep because there's so much joy in the Lord, there's so much victory, there's so much my cup overflowing. So this type of warfare is astonishing warfare. I've never seen it before. I've never seen the devil, and we've been doing this thing on the front lines of Joel's army for 11 years, i tell you the truth. I have never seen the devil in such a frenzy as he is today. Crazy stuff. I mean, it's all beautiful clouds and clouds of glory everywhere, and I'm just the most magnificent clouds in the heavenly glory, just shining in the beaming light of heaven. And there's one dark cloud that follows Penny and I around and rains on us. And rains on our parade. And rains on the art show. And it's like, really? Just this one black cloud in the midst of all the glory clouds? Doesn't even make natural sense. The devil's real, y'all. Egypt and sorcery are real. Religion is the devil. And it is the curse of the law. It must be forgiven your brains because it's killing you, stealing from you, and destroying you. You will visualize everything that's in your soul in the natural realm now. You'll look right into the mere reflection of what is inside your heart and mind. And it will startle you. You'll be shocked. Hopefully it will drive you to repentance and obedience to the Holy Spirit. And in the throne of God, and in the glory of God, and in the river of life, and the angels that are the ministering angels sent to help those inheriting salvation right now in all the USA in this great harvest. But some people might even harden their hearts against the signs and wonders. I've seen it before. I'm sure we'll see it again that some of this religious hardness is so hard. The comments that I've received ministering to Americans just in the last five days are horrific. I mean, we've hit every nation on the planet. The Philippines never say stuff like that. The Africans are like the best. And some of the Europeans don't even say this. But what is coming out of the mouths of the religious Pharisee American Christians is shocking to say the least. Certainly, this is the devil's stronghold in America. The words out of their mouths, I've never even heard such blasphemy. The chief Pharisees, it's like of religious Christianity, 
are in the USA. Texas, you know, these seminary professors. I mean, this is the accredited religious capital of the planet. This is where, man, if you want to be a real Pharisee, you come to Texas and study at this seminary. You go to Los Angeles and to Berkeley and to California and study at this seminary and to New York. And then you become a doctor in divinity. You don't even need the Holy Spirit at all. You get so smart in the Bible, in your brain, you become Lucifer himself. You don't even need God. You have become your own God. That's how messed up America is. And I love America. I'm just telling you, religion is the devil. And that's the truth anyhow. And will the Red Sea drown these Luciferian pastors, these Luciferian Christian leaders that are all thick-skulled? There's some wonderful ones out there. We deal with the wonderful living. But there's some horrific dead. And these dead are not going down without a fight. That's one thing I'm learning. We've been at this thing a long time. The dead doesn't just roll over and play dead and say, Oh, here's America. Just take it. Take all of our churches. Take all of our prisoners of all of our church buildings. Because they're prisoners in prison. Totally religious prison. Egyptian slavery. Just roll over and play dead. Uh-uh. My God, they will fight us tooth and nail to their drowning last word to their drowning Red Sea destruction. They will be destroyed by the Red Sea like Egypt was in Moses' exodus, says the Lord. The Lord of angel armies who does this thing. I guarantee it. The blood is omnipotent. It's despised. We drink it in copious amounts. That's why we're persecuted. You must enter the kingdom like a little child and stay a man-child to stay in the cup of salvation, to stay in the kingdom. These people have built a kingdom and an empire that is a trillion-dollar Christian empire called the Horror of Babylon by human effort, by strange fire, literally by death. So they're very angry that the sons of God are manifesting. They hate us more than anything in the entire world. And you know what? I know. I totally know it. <laughs> That's why we've had to deal with this stuff. People are shocked. Why do they say such horrible things? I can't believe the stuff they say. It's because the demons in them understand who the sons are, and the demons are desperate to shut down the sons and turn everyone in the whole world against the sons of God. Because if anyone begins to listen to God the Father, sons, Jesus Christ, brothers, Jesus Christ, mighty men, the dread champions, the true Overcomers with the seven marks of Revelation 2 and 3. Chiefly the crown of life on their head. Father God as their only head covering. If people start believing what the sons of God are saying, it's game over. Because this is the living word of God energized and active that every single angel of Mount Zion obeys. The innocent angels. The childlike angels. The angels that didn't fall. So if you believe the word of God from the sons of God's mouths, it's game over. That word will go in with all the angel power of Zion and accomplish everything Jesus Christ sent it forth to accomplish. And it's a wonderful accomplishment. The word of God. King of kings and Lord of lords and there is none other. The greatest thing you can be, friend, in this world is an eater of that bread. 
<laughs> Not that we've done anything. Just one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread, hot bread. Not this maggot stuff that's 400-year-old doctrines in religious churches. <clears throat> that ain't going to help your flesh. That ain't going to help your spirit. That ain't going to help your mind. That'll turn you into a demon. It's demon bread. Satan has a table, too. He calls the table of Jesus Christ, but it's not. The table of the Lord is hot bread daily, hidden manna. <laughs> it's the Father's heart. It's the Father's word. And he's got hot blood, too. It's the new wine. It's mixed wine. And he saved the best wine for last because Satan and all the persecution of the religious towards the sons of God manifesting now in America, they have crushed us despised us, oppressed us, fought us with everything the kingdom of hell has to this very moment. Only to crush the grapes of the fruit production of God the Father in our lives and to produce the best wine for last. This is the best wine generation, the generation of the sons of God. Joel's army, the generation that overcomes religious slavery. The generation that overcomes death. For death is religion. Simple as that, guys. That's why people think it's hopeless. They don't think it's possible to overcome death. Overcoming death is overcoming Pharaoh. The great red dragon. Lucifer, the fallen cherubim. Nobody can do that. That Pharaoh's been beating me up my whole life. I've never seen anyone have victory over the devil. All we can do is hide from him in our houses and in our churches, you know. The devil is more strong than Jesus. That's been my human experience for 40 years in this world. And yes, I'm, I'm sure it has. I do not doubt your testimony. What I do doubt is the power that you have seen of Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ is so much far superior than the power of Satan. What is creation to the Creator? I mean, it's absolutely nothing. It's absurd. We say that, and we know that's true in our brains, but that has not been our physical experiences, and that's why we're so disheartened, because we've suffered so much in this world, in Babylon the Great. But the Father is thundering from heaven. I can see it. I saw it during worship. The God of glory thunders. I saw the thunder and the lightning and the power of God the Father striking down the fallen angels striking down the demons under the feet of all the Christians worldwide during worship. You are on the brink, on the cusp, of the greatest breakthrough of all time, of heaven on earth, where you just walk out your house and it'll be like walking into heaven because of the Red Sea of Jesus Christ crucified just flooding the USA in the blood of Jesus. And it's not a gruesome thing, it's not a horrific thing. It is a heavenly thing, for the house of wine is the house of his blood sacrifice. The kingdom of heaven is inside the sacrificial lamb. You know? <laughs> Maybe you don't know. In the blood is paradise. This isn't vampirism, this isn't occult, this is true Bible Christianity. The wine is the blood. The blood is the wine. His flesh is the bread. The Messiah is our daily feast. His word is the bread. His wine is his blood. 
which constantly washes through our hearts and through our brains in the forgiveness of all of our pains so we don't carry any more ball and chains. The power of the blood is omnipotent, but it's almost entirely unknown to Christianity right now, August 5th, 2017. But in the blood is the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. In the blood, in the Red Sea. See, it's not just, just individual forgiveness or, a, you know, I stole a piece of gum out of my mom's purse and I need my conscience clean because I'm a thief and I have a dirty conscience and I'm 10 years old. It's like the Red Sea. That's how big the blood is. The blood is the size of all of the heavens, all of the stars, all of the earth, and everything in the entire world will be drowned in the new wine. They began dripping these mountains, the seven mountains, Babylon the Great, the mountains of this world, the mountains of the universe, the high places of all rulership and dominion of the world, of the heavens and the earth. They began dripping with new wine when he died. Now the whole universe will be drowned in new wine. This is the floods of Jesus Christ's blood and wine, which is our salvation and our deliverance from the entire curse of the fall worldwide. I tell you the truth. That's how omnipotent His sacrifice is. The only reason I'm still here and most of my friends are dead or incarcerated is to tell you that truth right now as a priest, as just a bondservant in chains to the anointing. God saves us to the uttermost. He doesn't just save us to give us fire insurance. He will give us this entire world now through the blood of Jesus. He will raise you up in a day to the high places of business, to the high places of society, to the high places of the seven mountains. It's the time of the great inheritance for God's holy people who inherit the kingdom as it's written in Daniel chapter 7 in the name of Jesus Christ. If you want to check out our schools, it's all free. Download zip files, everything free we do in our ministry. Uh, it's redletter.com. We have music on there. It's pretty cool. Also, if you want to help us do this work in this ministry, we're doing ad campaigns through the USA. It costs us $1,000 to reach like 20,000 people in the USA. It's the most expensive advertising market in the world. So if you want to donate and help us reach the world and reach Americans, all 50 states this month, we're going after them. We're going after religion. We're going after rebellion. We're going after drug addicts, alcoholics, all the sin in the world getting washed away in the river of Jesus Christ's blood life in Jesus' name. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.